0: a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. This is MANA. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to another episode of MANA podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. I'm your host, Jeff Peterson. Now, none of the guys that you're going to meet on this podcast would consider themselves to be extraordinary, but it's their humble, holy way of living. That's exactly what makes them extra to me. And I am very excited for you to meet them. Now, uh, anyone uh, who has listened to more than one of these humble little episodes uh, knows by now that I grew up in a very small uh, little uh, Midwestern town. Um, I joke that it's God's country, but uh, it truly is to me. Um, with as many churches as bars, and there were a lot of bars, uh, and with fond, albeit you know, fairly standard memories of the church experience, okay? Okay. Standard meaning that church was just something we did, you know, like Sunday school, confirmation, youth groups, because that's just what you did. You know, it wasn't necessarily that we were all lit up with the Holy Spirit walking the streets of Annandale. So the only exposure that I really had growing up to people uh, who were sort of charismatic about their faith, um, and I'm not joking here, was on TV. I watched a ton of TV growing up, uh, including Sundays, when we'd flip through the back then, only three channels uh, on the way to All-Star Wrestling, and you'd literally have to to pass by shows of televangelists, uh, you know, preaching with a, t- a lot of passion, a lot of emotion, and a lot what looked like to me at the time was just the kind of theater, you know, I mean, the laying out of hands and speaking in tongues. I mean, all this stuff was super kind of dramatic for a you know, 12-year-old. Uh, now, truth be told, I don't even know if those shows or even still on today, but but it cast, you know, a bit of a die for me as to what, you know, what evangelical, quote unquote, meant, what, what that meant to be an evangelical or a charismatic Christian, what that looked like. And, you know, it was pretty far out there, you know, for a small town kid like me. So anyway, it wasn't until much later in life that I realized that you know, despite the production and sometimes pitfalls associated with, you know, that version of Christianity that I was watching on TV, you know, there 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 was, there is a core premise, uh, uh, a promise, really, that's buried underneath all that stuff, that the Holy Spirit is actually working all the time in and for those that are open to receiving Him. You know, it's mysterious, but it's not magic, you know, and, and it's powerful, but but it's not a Production um, and today's guest. Today's guest knows that mm-hmm. he lives that, mm-hmm. he teaches that, and he's inspiring guys like me to be more open to that. That kind of what he calls an, an apostolic expression of faith. That's, those are his words. I, I'm not smart enough to come up with those words. So that's his, those are his words. Um, that it might seem you know a little out of our comfort zone at times. Um, but it can unlock a whole new relationship with Jesus, uh, with our churches, uh, and with each other. Uh, Our guest currently serves as the Director of Ongoing Formation and Discipleship at St. Bartholomew Catholic Church in YZ, Minnesota, uh, where we actually are recording here on site down in the basement. Uh, But he's walked a very long and creative path to bring others closer to Christ, which we're going to hear more about today. Uh, he's also a proud veteran. Uh, he's a prouder husband, uh, soon to be prouder homeowner, which just found out, and, uh, <laughs> and a current PhD candidate uh, in early Christianity. And I guess his spare time, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> so I can't wait for you to meet him. Please welcome today's man a Mr. James Shackelford. Hey, James. Thank you so much, Jeff. It's uh, such a pleasure to be here. Well, it is so great to, to have you on. And, and so for those uh, that that uh, that that are around the area and maybe know of St. Bart's. so we yeah. are we are literally here minutes away from a from a men's club event uh, that both James and I, are attending and uh, just kind of a last minute thing. Where we're like, hey, we're both going to be here. Let's just let's get it done. Let's, let's not all at the same out. time. Yeah, let's get it done. So, it's so great to have you on. And 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 even it, though that intro was a bit long, I was uh, going to say that was quite the billing. <laughs> right? I hope I live up to the expectation here. <laughs> well, uh, even though the intro was long, I actually left out a story that oh, okay. I that I want to start our conversation with. Oh, and fantastic. Really Kind of serve as the first question so okay. uh one of the very first interactions that you and i had right um which wasn't that long ago um so perhaps you remember it but um was in preparation for for basically a night like this a men's club night i and, remember it uh, well yeah and i was making a presentation and i you were helping me set up and yeah. just kind of in passing and you must have sensed more but in passing i said that i was kind of nervous you sure know, and without pause you asked <laughs> if it would help if you prayed over me. Yeah. Now, not prayed with me, not said a prayer for me, uh, but prayed over me. No, and, and nobody's ever used that language with me. And sure. it moved me. I mean, it really it knocked, it was so cool, James. And I, at, at that moment, I'm like, and, and of course I said yes. Sure. And it was I'm awesome. Saying. And I just remember thinking, okay, I've never met a guy like this. And I'm gonna know this guy now. Uh, so I kind of want to start there. Have, have yeah. you always been that just wonderfully bold and sure. and 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 just inviting to that? Not just a not just like yeah, yeah I'll say a prayer for you, but like, no, hey, you would help if I prayed over you. No, that's been,
1: um, I would say that's been probably about. 10 years in the making. I mean, I wish I had this beautiful story of like grew up Catholic, always in the church, super Mm -hmm. on fire as a youth, but that was definitely not my experience of the Catholic church. Like I kind of make this joke, but to a certain extent, it's true that the church I grew up in, we had a youth group and we did a couple fundraisers throughout the year, but I'm not sure exactly why, because we didn't have this vibrant on fire youth program. Mm -hmm. And so I think like typical story that most people have wander away moving into high school and kind of into your college years. And I think God was kind enough to let me live myself miserable enough to realize that I stopped going to church, that I really had lost something there. And so that kind of spawned the start of a walk back that took probably five to seven years Hmm. of varying intensity. And then we were in an environment where much like you see scripturally, somebody was praying for an outpouring of the Holy spirit. We had this radical encounter with God and I don't know, it was almost like you see Peter in one moment, he's denying Jesus three times, right? Then the Holy yeah. Spirit comes, and the next thing you know, he's preaching in front of 3,000 people. Yeah. And so we had this pretty powerful encounter with the Holy Spirit that for both my wife and I completely changed our worlds and launched us on this new trajectory that was the fulfillment of the deepest desires of our heart, but a little bit of a surprise and somewhat unexpected too. Yeah.
0: So you you experienced it with your wife? Yeah, we were at a conference together, and
1: there was this incredible weekend of healing that happened, emotional, physical, spiritual, all across the board. And then at the very end, they were praying for this outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And both my wife and I were pretty profoundly touched, beautifully enough, on either side of... A statue to Our Lady of Fatima, which we just always felt like was a beautiful sign wow. in the midst of that too. So
0: after that experience then, I mean, did it just it, so you said it's been ten years, but did it feel like like a lot up front, like this sort of tidal wave, and then sure. and now it's just sort of been like on 10 <laughs> the whole time or has it built, you know, once that door was opened, did it still has it been growing kind of year sure. over year? No, it, it continues to grow. So and and I should say too, preceding
1: that Uh, this is how the Lord works in my life. I don't know if you'll find this too. Like you'll start to find out that something is possible that God does a certain thing or that he's moved in somebody's life some way. And you find out about that. And then you spend a few years kind of walking that out where he builds this desire. He like lights the fire and then he slowly stokes that fire so that it grows and grows and grows. And so for me, for me that was about a four year process in there that all culminated in this one conference event. And, then when the timing was right and the fire was perfectly ready to be lit, he throws the match on. And mm-hmm. then we got, it was kind of like going from living in black and white to living in technicolor, right? And so then we got to walk this out over time. And I think that experience was very beginning of 2018, so roughly five years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, and then he had people in our pla- people in place in our lives that could teach us what to do with what he had done, how to follow him, how to pursue him how to begin to cultivate this gift and stepping into it more fully. Just basically the goal is just to try, you know, much like Jesus saw what he saw, or tried to see what the father was doing. Right. He says he only does what he sees the father doing. Yeah. And so I think we're not Jesus, but we can at least try to do the same. Mm-hmm. And then the more we get to know God, the more we see him move in different situations, the more we catch a glimpse of his heart here and there, we just start to piece together this beautiful tapestry and puzzle that shows us like God sees where we see problems, God sees all these potential solutions, but he's looking for people of faith that Mm -hmm. are willing to step out and pray. And so that's been kind of that five years from then until now of more equipping, more encounters with him, more seeing him do stuff in our lives and other people's lives that just builds expectant faith for him to step into situations. Yeah,
0: that's so cool, and and, and just such a neat way to have that sort of fire get lit <clears throat> with your wife and doing yep. it together. Let's let's let's. Um, I want to go back though because sure. I feel like, and, and somebody way smarter than me said this about <laughs> about our about our faith is that you yep. know we, the way we're built, we have to we have to live. We're living looking ahead not knowing how things all make sense. Right. Um, it's only until we look backwards right. that we can go oh okay that's what I you were doing there yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yep. So so you know you talked about growing up and and then yep. and then and then maybe you know kind of falling away but 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 when you go way back to being raised and, you know can you now like from role models or or things that were mm-hmm. happening cuz obviously you speak so eloquently you're so you're so you are so you're such a, a great agent, a great advocate uh, oh, thank for, you. for the Lord that this doesn't, it's not like you're starting from scratch. Okay, so there was something <laughs> nope, yep. built. So, in hindsight, you know, what, who were, maybe who were some of the guys sure. that you could point to to say, oh, yeah, they were role models back then that kind of were building this character of me, even right. if I didn't even know it? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, so, from the
1: church side, we had a deacon at the church when I was growing up and kind of like you from small town, Ohio, not Minnesota, but Mm -hmm. small town, Ohio. I think our town had about 5,000 people, but we were in kind of suburbs of some bigger cities. And so I grew up at a very small parish, uh, but we did have a deacon who his faith was very real to him. And he invested a ton of time in us when we were growing up. And especially, I think like even in confirmation prep, and I probably didn't appreciate it at the time, But he had a real faith with Jesus, and there was something different about him. And so regardless of my own wanderings and whatnot, I always wanted what we read in the Bible, what we read in the Gospels. I wanted the beautiful things that we read about our faith to be true. Mm -hmm. And I think I had people even from that early age who modeled it although i couldn't be aware of it at the time so that was good growing up and then i think kind of in more recent years it's been so funny that at these very pivotal moments in my life god has had exactly the person that i needed in place to give me what i needed to know at that moment too so i remember um i was in the like you said i was a veteran i was in the navy for six years and i wandered away for a while but at the very end of that time um partially with the Navy, I was also attending a couple classes at the University of Hawaii. And I managed to get connected with the Newman Center. And there was a great priest there who was able just to kind of welcome me back and give me a little bit of direction and then transitioning out of the military and into sort of life in the civilian world. Um, even my landlord who I rented from in Nashville was kind of the perfect God appointed person in my life at that time to Mm -hmm. help me navigate through some very difficult situations, areas where God was doing a ton of healing, kind of restoring me emotionally, mentally, building me into the man he needed me to be ultimately to get married and, you know, support my wife and do that kind of stuff. So that was a huge experience. I think that was probably like mid to late twenties, And then, you know, you can kind of go forward and you're at each point in my life. I'm like, oh, that's who you gave me as a mentor in this season. And then even our time in Philadelphia, which was that time leading up to this Holy Spirit encounter, we've just been so blessed um, by the Lozano family. So if you've ever heard of the book Unbound, it's written by a guy named Neil Lozano. And his son, both Neil and his son, Matt, incredible men of God. Matt is actually joining us for our parish mission this year. They do ministry around the world, but Matt was kind enough to welcome my wife and I into his small group for four years. So he walked with us wow. and taught us so much about Jesus, about what it is to be a Christian, about faith, and about life. And that was huge.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. And and now you are, like I said, now you're that guy. I mean, you're that guy for other guys. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, both casually and then, and then also yeah. by profession so let's talk about that so you've absolutely. got a really cool job here and it calming, is awesome and it's not even a I shouldn't even call it a job <laughs> because it's really you are really on a mission yeah. to 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 really I, I, we've used fire many times in this, yep. in this show already but kind of light a fire like yeah, get absolutely. people fired up and actually and fire i think is uh with the holy spirit one of the symbols that we use absolutely. for the holy spirit and whatever so maybe talk a little bit about specifically because it is a it, like i said in the, in the intro it's a it's a very um not edgy, but it's definitely in, in here in, in, you know, Scandinavian Minnesota here. I mean, sure. we don't do a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Earlier, so maybe just give us a, a little bit of a, a summary of kind of what your kind of what your vision is here. What the goal? For saying, yeah. The goal. Yeah. So uh, we've been, like I said, my wife and I have been blessed. We've gotten to be a part of some
1: amazing ministries. And there's all kinds of beautiful Catholic ministries out there doing amazing work that most everyday Catholics don't hear about. Um, so the Lozano's who I just mentioned, mm-hmm. their ministry is called Heart of the Father Ministries, um, and they do ministry called Unbound, where they lead people into this deeper experience of like freedom in Christ. right? So that was incredible. We got to be with them for four years. We were with a ministry called Encounter Ministries in Michigan, which basically was like stepping back into the book of Acts. It's uh, I, I didn't know that God still did everything that he did then, mm-hmm. still today, and wants to do it through the hands of everyday people. So that was an incredibly formative time. But what was interesting is they all run tangential to the parish, right? And so you'll get three, five people from this parish, from that Mm. parish that'll come and they have all this desire, but it's never a critical mass to go back and begin to shift a parish culture. Mm. And so even in that time, the Lord began to lay on my heart this desire. If we're ever going to see sort of this St. Francis rebuild my church, if we're going to see renewal, we're going to see a church renewed and see the new evangelization that the popes have been calling for, the parish is the agent where that's going to happen. Mm. And that is the building block of the church, right? So we need to actually begin to see how do we renew a parish? And so that was the desire of my heart in conversations with Father John here. That was always a desire of his heart. Mm. And then when he got the job here and they were looking to hire, I think just the the conversations that we had been having over the course of the last year blossomed into this job yeah. where how do we take how do we take a catholic parish show everyday catholics what is possible with god invite them into this and then just really develop a culture of following jesus of loving jesus and of going where he goes and doing what he says to do to hmm. let him transform society through that Yep. through that parish and so that's i think that's the larger vision so yeah. we we would love to see a parish that was as in love with jesus aware of the holy spirit and as obedient as the early church that you read about in acts
0: yeah right well and and you know some of that surrender some of that just absolutely like, and being so expressive and whatever is something that <clears throat> you know and we are two of them you know, guys are not known for, like sure. we're, we're not necessarily like, we like to control <laughs> things, you know, and we like to kind of sometimes be yeah. a little bit more confident before we'd stick our necks out. What kind of response, you know, because you do have such a vibrant vision of what of what we want to do here. What kind of response Two part question? What kind sure. of response are you getting from men specifically? Okay. Like, are they, are they a little more reticent? Um, and, and then is there any difference between men and women? Like, or do you find that, Hey, you know what? Everybody's into this. They just don't know about it. And, and it's just a matter of making them aware. Yeah. Uh, that's a good question.
1: I think everybody is where they are. I wouldn't break it up by men and women. Although I do think male spirituality and, or masculine spirituality and feminine spirituality look a little bit different. Right. Mm -hmm. But open people are open people and everybody's kind of in a different place in terms of how open they are, where they are in their walk with God, you know, what their set of experiences have been. And I think the beautiful thing about the Catholic church is we can even accommodate all kinds of spiritualities, right? Like the Mm -hmm. deepest contemplative mystical person who spends all day in prayer is no more or less valuable, then the wildest charismatic person who's walking the world like Paul, seeing yeah. all kinds of signs, wonders, and miracles happening, both have their place, and there's, there's an expression that can kind of fit every temperament. Um, so I, I love that part about the Catholic Church, is that we all fit here. We're all mm-hmm. different parts of the same body. Yeah. Uh, in terms of men and women... I've seen great responses from both. I've actually heard what you said kind of in the introduction about praying with you and you'd never had somebody do that before, but that was just a really powerful experience. I've heard that from both men and women over the past several months. And in some ways it gives me great joy. It also breaks my heart that we've been going to church all our life and nobody said, well, hey, can we (laughs) pray right here and right now? Because I, th- I think God wants to come into the circumstances of your life into this moment, yeah. too. But yeah, I see the openness on both sides. And then it is funny, you know, I think men can be a little bit more kind of standing back and being like, I don't know what to make of this yet. Yeah. So, but they still have the same passion for Jesus. Yeah. And I think even if the fire doesn't necessarily burn as visibly bright, like there's a a deep strength to it. Yeah. Too. Well,
0: and you're introducing, you're, you're introducing and you're right. It's sad yeah. that it's taken, you know, a lot of us <laughs> this long to learn it or to be exposed to it. But I mean, you're introducing a language, Right. you're introducing a, uh, this kind of familiarity of, of just, of, I don't know, just taking, removing some of those barriers that I think right. are, you know, are, we, we relegate certain behaviors to certain things. Like, I <laughs> uh, You know, I'll, I'll close my eyes and pray when I'm in the sanctuary, yeah, sure, yeah. you know, but yeah. it's kind of weird in the hallway, you know, it's like, no, right, it's yeah, it's totally. like
1: God's everywhere. So. Well, and I, and I think honestly, some of it too, is you just feel the risk, right? Like it's really safe to go. You have a friend that's suffering and it's beautiful to go pray with them in the quiet of your own home when you're praying at night and pray for them, and intercede for them daily. And, and that's fantastic. And I would encourage everybody to do that, but it also ups the risk level a little bit when I say, well, let's, let's pray right now, right? Because God may want to do something here too. And so I think everybody both men and women alike will feel that risk
0: level but how do we respond to that yeah oh i just love it i love it i love it all right well hey we got to get to the fun segment okay. of the big show because we got we got other stuff to do here james we got we got a whole event we got to get to yeah. uh, <clears throat> all right so the uh, fun segment three questions we ask the same three questions of every guest okay and just see what they have to say they're just, and they're just fun that's why it's called oh, the wonderful. fun segment that's why it's appropriately named so fun segment question number 1 okay if jesus knocked on your door tomorrow morning and just wanted to hang out for the day. (laughs) You you got a whole day, just you and Jesus. You get to plan the whole day, take them wherever you want, do whatever you want. Okay, How are you going to spend your time with Jesus? Wow, that's
1: fantastic. Uh, Well, I guess given my love for ministry, given my love for praying with people, I would probably ask him, let's hit the streets, teach me everything you can in 24 hours. Oh, that's great. <laughs> we'll go to sleep at 3 a.m. We'll, <laughs> we'll go to sleep when the sun rises. If I have you for 20 hour, 24 hours, let's use every minute of it. I mean, I, I, it's fascinating. We've been in a lot of environments. We've seen God do a lot of amazing things, but I can't imagine what the experience would have been like of walking with Jesus for three years like yeah. the apostles got to do. Every minute, both yeah. the ups, the downs, probably all the fights that happened between them, right? And, and just to be at his feet, to learn from him and to begin to see the world as he does. And I, I think that's probably, that's what I'd want. I'd want to begin to see the world as he does. Oh,
0: I love it. All right, fun segment question number two. Okay. If you could uh, go to church uh, with any other guy, okay? <laughs> okay. Living or dead, famous or not. You maybe know him maybe don't know him it well, doesn't it doesn't matter there are only two rules you're going to church okay and you're going with a, a guy okay what who are you taking to church i'd have to say jp too
1: oh yeah yeah i when i see uh, obviously now we just see him in video but yeah. when i i see him i feel like he better than maybe anybody else i've seen in my life walking the earth feels like a man who lived in heaven and existed on earth. I don't know. There's just something about his presence when he prays, right? Like when he prays, he feels like he's all in prayer. You know, when I pray, I'm distracted. What's going on here? What's going on there? Squirrel, shiny, right? <laughs> uh, and and I don't focus well, and it just it doesn't come natural to me. But yeah, I, I think I'd want to go to church with him, just hoping that I could begin to see what it is that we're doing a little bit through his eyes.
0: Yeah. That's great. All right. Fun something. Question number three, wrapping up here. So if you could give one, just one piece of advice Mm. to a younger man. Yeah. Okay. Maybe at that stage when you find yourself falling away, maybe not, but just uh, one piece of advice to a younger man Mm. about living just a, a confident, um, you know, kind of humble, holy life of faith. What would that one piece of advice be? Sure. Uh,
1: so I guess growing up, I always wanted the faith that I read about to be true, and unfortunately, I think what I saw in a lot of people's lives is kind of what we we, we get a, from a lot of Catholics and Christians today. I saw people going to church, but I didn't see that real passion, that real desire. And so I think my advice to them would be, don't settle for less, mm. right? Like, and we don't know anybody's story, right? You know, the deepest interior devotion may not appear that way on the outside. This is just sort of my misguided vision as a teenager, probably not seeing the depth of people's experience and the depth of their love for God and what their faith meant to them. Because I mean, if you're still going, this matters to you.
0: Sure.
1: Right. But I I think I would tell you, don't settle for less because everything that you read is true in the Bible, Mm -hmm. right? Everything you see, the wildest things you could hope the Christian faith offered. It does, even if you're not seeing that in the lives of people around you. So yeah. So don't settle, but rather, that more that you desire, it is there for you. Keep seeking it.
0: Ah, I love it. Uh, James Shackelford, I cannot (laughs) thank you enough. Uh, Thanks for your nimbleness and your availability to do this. This has has been been fun. Yeah. Wonderful. And thank you for everything you're doing here for us and and for really for the world. It's, it's, it's a big deal. And thank you for taking the time to do this podcast and encourage other men. I think it's
1: a, it's something that we desperately need as men to boldly chart a, chart a way forward so thank you thank
0: you for listening to mana if you have any questions or recommendations for future guests send them to manapodcast at gmail.com